All right, what's good, everybody? This is your boy Errol from the A and E podcast with my dog Twan. How you feeling, boy? Good, man. What's going on? Not much, man. Not much. We had a you know hell of a night last night. You know, I really enjoyed things from the NBA draft, aka yeah. the Zion Williamson show. You know exactly. Like, but uh, nah, be uh. Oh, before we get started, I want to say the girl who does the interviews at the uh the black lady. I think it's Marie or Marie Taylor, Taylor like that. Yeah, I love her. She she does good interviews to me. Like, what you think about her? Mm. I think she's she has good, questions man. that I'd be kind of like, you know what? That's not a bad question. Like, well, the good thing about her is though, she's a former athlete. Oh, so yeah. it's not like you know she played. I think she played basketball at UGA. So she definitely, um, she's definitely um, qualified. You know, from an athlete's perspective, you know, ask the questions that you know. That, that are good that Ashley's want to hear. She was so getting to him, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love her, man. When I heard her asking questions last night, and I'm, I remember her from earlier in the season, the football season, like Nick Saban had, she asked him a question, he snapped on her, and then he had to apologize with, I just love, yeah, I love, I like her, though. She's starting to I wouldn't, I wouldn't apologize. I just kept moving. Look, that's just have you die. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, let's get back on track. So, uh, again, shout out Marie Taylor. Uh, again, the draft last night. Um, before we get into like you know boom bust picks, I guess you know uh, everything like that. What do you think of the draft as just a whole, as like just a, just a show? Um, it is the from the production side of things, like they're so far behind the NFL. It's not even funny. Um, the NFL's draft is far from a production standpoint, from an anticipation standpoint. It is so like to me, it almost happens too soon, and that's why I'm in favor of shortening the NBA season. So when the finals are over with, that they can actually go and give you give you a break and give you something to anticipate. Because you know when football's over in uh, in February, you know what what are we looking forward to right then? You know even before we get to the to the early February, first thing we're looking forward to oh we got well once uh, Super Bowl's over or once the teams get out the playoffs, well we got the draft coming up. At the draft we got pro days, and at pro days then we finally get to the draft. You yep. know so it's like a lot of build up right now. It's like Toronto just won. And all of a sudden, now we're drafting already. Now, whoa, you know, and uh, the production of it, like, you know, it, it's it's um, it's really not, a, especially at the top of the draft, it's, it's never really a lot of, I mean, you pretty much know what's going on for the most part, especially in the NBA draft. But, um, you know, as far as teams making moves, um, you know, I was, you know, I saw, you know, yeah, you know, Atlanta making moves, uh, I believe LA moves back. Uh, well, I mean, you know, you got teams picking for other teams because, you know, trades don't become official until like, next month. But I, I really enjoyed the, uh, the, uh, the the overall part of the draft just because, you know, I like basketball. But, yeah, um, yeah, I, I think they got a long way to go as far as their production of it. And it's just like I was kind of like zoned out sometimes watching like, ah, oh, it's hard to get to. Because especially in the NBA draft, like you never know who's going to be who. Um, and how things are going to work out, you know, those guys at the top of the draft aren't always the ones who are going to pan out. You know, they, you know, they were talking about it ad nauseum last night about how many players were getting drafted in the late team, second round. So that like, you just you never know how these guys are going to play out. Um, so, and I think basketball is more of a, you know, it's more of a hard thing to to judge, especially when you get to the mid to late picks. I mean, you just look at some of the top picks for the last from the last ten years. And look at the picks in the top five. I mean, I guarantee you less. I mean, it's probably a very low percentage of those guys who actually turned into like stars. 
Um, let alone all-star caliber players. You got a lot of guys that they were just or either bust, not in the league anymore, just, you know, basically role players, you know, journeymen, NBA journeymen. So I like to see how the stuff plays out. And, you know, I like to give drafts a, a couple of years, even in football, you know, today, today, so, you know, I give my assessment on it. But overall, I thought I did okay. I just, I just wish there was more anticipation and build up uh, for it. Yeah, it's kind of hard to have build up when you got, Again, Zion Williams, no. And uh, I remember watching the, yeah. the draft lottery. I think I think we we basically saw the NBA draft at the draft lottery, how they were going to set this whole draft up. Because when we saw the coverage for just the lottery saying, who was getting right. Zion? <laughs> like, right. know, it, it's funny watching like... It was overkill. It was overkill, man. Yeah. It's funny how watching how uncomfortable Zion was at that at the draft lottery and like all his friends, like, you know, all the people around him, like, you know, John Morant, you got RJ, you got other guys like, dang man, like, are we going to get some shine too? Like, you know, we, we mm-hmm. get the lead to it. I mean, uh, as an athlete yourself, like, how would you feel if you happen to be one of those other guys there where it's kind of like, well, you know, we here too. How, how do you think, about, how do you feel about that? Mm, I don't know. I, for me personally, if I was in that situation, I would just, take it, you know, as it came, you know, I wouldn't look at it any other type of way. I'd be, you know, appreciative of being in that situation, but it's not, I don't think it would even motivate me or thus motiv- um, motivate me to, 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 to do anything any different. Like you still, you know, my mindset would be like, I still like, this is just a, a part of the process, depending on how great you want to be. This is just a step in. That's why sometimes I see these guys get drafted and they just add like, I made it. I just like, no, brother, you can be out of the league in about two years. You still got a lot of work to do. You have an opportunity and you'd be appreciative of it. But this is just the beginning, you know. I'm not saying we did it, we did it. All right, man, you're gonna be, you know, out of the league in two or three years. You think you done did it, you ain't did it yet. You know, it's, it's just a step in the process. And I think that's how they should look at it. And uh I did feel kind of, you know, I felt bad for Zion because he really doesn't want that attention. You can see he's like he's embarrassed by it. Um and uh, he does a good job of deflecting and talking about the other guys, but at the same time, I think uh, I think those guys are, are, will look at it from their perspective. It's just me speculating that it's it's kind of annoying. Like, I can see how somebody can get annoyed by it, um, all the attention and stuff that he's getting. But you know, you know, to all that attention, you know, it's, you know, as much as given, much required. So he's gonna have to live up to all of that stuff. You know, they giving him all of those, you know, these unfair expectations to live up to. And uh, meanwhile, these guys, they say, oh, he could be good. This, but if Zion turns out to be a bust, nobody's going to care about anything those other guys did. You know, <laughs> it's, not, it's, not, it's not even going to – like, he's a bust, and you just being decent, then it will be great. But if he ends up being a superstar, then that's what it was supposed to do. So I just feel like they just need to go out there, put their head down, and keep working hard and, you know, appreciate the opportunities that they have in front of them and just, you know, take full advantage of it. Man, Zion is a bona fide superstar. Like I'm watching, I'm watching the interviews today and stuff like that. And I mean, just Zion can literally do no wrong right now. If there's any endorsement he wants in the world right now, Zion can get it as of today. Like mm-hmm. and this man's not even still on the court yet. And like I, I, I know I texted you a little bit while, a little while ago, but y'all, I was watching a, uh, I was watching this press conference in New Orleans, and basically like we saw last night how people was going crazy. But during the press conference. Uh, he started talking about the Avengers movie and how Thanos is like his favorite, you know, all-time character because he's a bad guy. And when I heard him say that, I busted out laughing because I could see some kids or I could see some people out there being like, hold on, Zion likes bad guys? 
and I guarantee you, the next thing we're gonna start hearing after a while is, "Oh man, Thanos, my favorite hero, or he's my favorite." Man, uh, like we're gonna start hearing stuff like that. I remember when Zion was in college at Duke after one game, they interviewed him. Zion said the word "killers kill." Oh yes, sir. Like, uh, killers kill. Laughing so hard, thinking this could have been terrible. Like had it been the wrong person. But mm-hmm. is easily the most light person in America right now. I'm just like, I'm for it, man. I'm I'm all for it. But um, let me see. We know. Uh, and it's funny because like once you get to a certain level of context, is it's cool. Yeah. With certain guys, like they want to keep it in context. Now, granted, had that been Levar Ball or say something like that, then everybody would have been up and on trying to go crazy. But because yeah. Zion, everybody likes him. He's very like a person. Like, well, in context, he's talking about killing in a basketball aspect. Like, we get it. Like, <laughs> you know, regular people, normal people get it. But that, that sports media, man. That's what I'm saying. I think Zion, like, for some, for some reason, you know, he's got the great smile. He made himself so likable. My bad, phone ringing. But uh, like, like I said, uh, Zion made himself likable from the start. You know, we know what he was. I think LeVar Ball, I think what he messed up at, well, I ain't going to say what he messed up at. People just didn't like LeVar Ball because he was loud and boisterous from the start. So, I mean, I don't know. What, um, knowing what you know now about draft last night, uh, if you had to go with your – I guess we can kind of do a boom or bust. If you had to pick like a boom or like a couple boom picks, what would your boom be? Well, I think um... – of course, Zion is a boom pick. Just, I mean, you just you're parachuting a rock star in there, and uh, I think the pieces that are around him, you know, they had rumors that they might move some of those guys that they just got from LA, but it's looking it's looking like they're keeping everything intact um, so far. And um, I think the way those guys are going to be running the floor now is going to be, um, you know, Alvin Gentry is a up tempo coach. Uh, he likes to get the ball up and down and move. You know, he's coached under Tony and Steve Kerr. I've uh, been around all the, all those great teams in Phoenix and uh, and Golden State and stuff like that. It's I'm telling you, it'll be um it's going to be good for you know not only Zion but also Lonzo Ball, uh, Drew Holiday. I mean, it, that, I'm I'm excited about this. So if I say one boom, I would just uh, I would say him uh, going to that pick, uh, <laughs> and I also really like the John Morant pick. I know it's like one two. But I I really like John Moran. I like I like the deal for Memphis, um, trading, uh, uh, Memphis trading Mike Conley, and I guess we can talk about that a little later. Well, we can talk about it now, but you know, trading him to Utah and uh, getting back with it. I thought it was a good trade for both teams. But of course, with them trading Mike Conley, I know they've been trying to get off that contract. But the opportunity to draft a guy like John Moran is it's like you just can't pass up on it. I think he probably would have been the number one pick in any other drafts, you know, the past few years. So, um, um, and especially where, the, you know, the game is going to – going, you know, and being so guard-oriented, those would be my two booms. And I hate that I hate that as one and two, but those are my two boom picks. Okay, okay. Um, let me see. I'm trying to think for mine because I, I don't want to go one and two only because I, I feel like I know what they're going to be, or at least I got a feeling I know what they're going to be. Um, I think for me, something about that Portland Trailblazers pick when they got Nasir a little really late. I know he was like really, really yeah. highly talented. Yeah. And he didn't really get to play like he might be wanted to or get the you know time he wanted. But um, I think that could end up being down the road really, really good. And that could also go really, really bad because I remember somebody who's really like damn near his same kind of size and whatnot. I remember Xavier Henry from Kansas? 
Yep, sure do. Most hype ever. And then he was, in my opinion, he was trash. But I mean, yeah, I get whatever. Like you know, it's what it is. Uh, but you remember Xavier, right? Yeah, of course I do. Yeah, so I mean, I felt like Xavier he was one of the kind of same cases where he maybe didn't get drafted when he pre- thought he would have in high school, but yeah, he, you know, just didn't pan out right. But I actually think, uh, I actually think old buddy from Carolina is gonna be straight, and I say a little. And um, mm-hmm. if I had to go with one more boom, uh, let's see. I'm kind of thinking, and I don't even like this dude, but uh, I think Kobe White with the Bulls. I think he, I think he might actually be straight with them because I don't. Mm-hmm. It's something about him. Now I, I can't stand him because he's a North Carolina player. I can't stand his hair. Uh, I hate the way he talks. I think he's an idiot. But I mean, they get all that side. <laughs> I just, I just, it's something about him that I know he can play basketball though, and I know he at times get do hell this year. So I mean, uh, because he's so big, he's six five, and folks don't even really know he's like he's that big and tall. He's really fast with the ball, but I think he might be really, really good. Um. I want to ask you something about that Cleveland pick. Cleveland took Colin Sutton last year, took Darius Garland this year. That's super intriguing to me that he, Beeline from Michigan, wants to run a two-guard set. How successful do you think that can be? Um, I don't think it, I, I don't think it can be can be that successful um, on a championship level. Okay. Um, I think it can get you to the playoffs, but I think on a, from as far as the championship aspect, don't see it happening. Now it's funny you bring that up because that was if I had to pick one bus pick, that was one of the <laughs> Darius Garland. That pick. Um, now, granted, he didn't play much last year. He was like a top point guard coming out of the high, out of high school in class, but um, uh, you know he didn't play much last year. Some about him just I don't. I, I it's not so. Don't like the fit next to Colin Sexton. Like, first of all, Colin Sexton can guard any point guard. He's going to be a, do a great job of guarding any guard, 6'3 and under in the NBA. He's going to do one heck of a job doing yeah. that. But as far as Garland, that's going to leave him out. It's going to be like almost a, a situation where you're looking at Portland where neither one of their guards can guard anybody. Well, within their situation, CJ or Dane ain't guard nobody. But um, – as far as Garland, he's not going to be able to guard anybody. Now, Sexton can, but you just you're stuck with two small guards who are going to be really working really hard trying to get their shots off. Um, going to be hard for them to defend people. I did like the Damian Lillard comparison because I don't think he is as physically gifted um, uh, as, you know, Damian is. Like, people forget how athletic and strong and stuff Damian Lillard is. Yeah. He's not a, a little guy. But um, yeah. I, I mean, I think he'll be. I think it'll be okay. I just don't like where he went, and I don't think that it'll be a good fit for for either one. I know everybody's trying to chase the the Golden State mold and the you know those two guards that can handle you know Houston Rockets guys that create their own shots and stuff like that. But I just don't see this one working out. Um, now, granted, Kyle Sexton was gone. I would like it a lot more, and vice versa. So that's the that's the one bus pick. I, mainly because of the fit. And then he kind of striking me kind of strange. So okay, <laughs> I mean, the dude, I mean, the dude was dressed up like Yoda last night. I mean, we were some people dressed crazy. So give me, give me more than that. I need more than that. What do you mean? We some people dressed weird at the draft. I, I need more than that when you say he's strange. What what strikes you strange about him? Yeah, how he was all bug eyed and stuff during the interviews and like looking all to the side and like. One word answers like it was just strange, and I remember he was standing next to his dad while they were interviewing his dad, and he was just like looking back and forth, like 
it was strange. The strangest thing in the world. And his dad played in the NBA, too. You know, so, I mean, it's not like the guy can play. He went to Brentwood Academy out there in uh, Nashville. Tennessee, that same school uh, Jalen Ramsey went to. Well, um, why, nice why, why, why are we talking about Jalen Ramsey on this podcast? Listen, we don't talk. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. okay. We don't do that. Okay. Do that. Okay. 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 Well, why would you want to follow? I mean, I, I guess teach his own, but if I'm, I'm just not following that model. Um, but um, th- that's your bus right there. Did you have any more bus you want to get off? No, that's that's pretty much it. Like I said, a lot of these picks, like you have to, I really have to wait and see how they're gonna play out. Even with with the Kobe White pick, um, I think it'd be. I, I think Chicago needed more so more of a facilitator. Um, and Kobe White is a guy who can get you buckets, to score, run up and down the floor. Um, uh, like to me, he strikes me as a lot of, lot of um, like an instant offense type guy. And um, but yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Okay. okay. Um, I like it. I like it. Um, what about your bus? I didn't know your bus. Come on, we do. Well, before we go to my bus, uh, I think one that we're both hopeful for. I think we've pretty much been honest about it, but y'all. I hope to God Cam Reddish in Atlanta shows his ass, y'all. I'm talking about I hope he goes yeah. off with Trey. I mean, I feel like he has – I think we both may have talked about it a little bit before. I felt like he had the most potential in this draft period to just be, like, the star of this draft because I – and they did comparisons last night. They did Paul George, and I saw that 100%. Even, even in high school, I, th- I thought I saw it. But, um, yeah, I just mm-hmm. really hope Paul does well. Um and uh, as far as bust for me, um, I don't see it with this dude. Toan says I'm tripping y'all, but DeAndre <laughs> Hunter, the Hawks draft number four. I don't see it. He's sorry to me. I know he won a championship. <laughs> I don't see anything. Now I hate when folks say when he plays defense. I don't care. Okay, I want people who score points. If I'm drafting somebody, I want folks who can yeah, like Kawhi Leonard. If he if Kawhi couldn't score buckets. We would not talk about him like that. We we don't talk about these guys at all like that. So I mean, I just I don't see DeAndre. He, I mean, his numbers, his numbers just last year were eerily similar to Kawhi Leonard's in college, and that's cool. But that's not Kawhi. That same size, long arms, and his first of all, from on the defense, from a defensive aspect, he probably is the best perimeter defender in the draft. That's hands down. That's cool. And and offensively, he can catch and shoot. Uh, you know, he shot by 40, what, 44, 45% for three. Mm-hmm. Um, he's strong. You know, I remember when, remember when he dunked on uh, Jack when they played Duke. Jack, 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 Jack. Jack White. Yeah, I know Jack. I'm trying to think when it happened. I can't bring it up. But he went base, like, it was in cam- It was in camera. It was in camera. He blew by somebody and jumped up. And I was like, somebody get uh, Jack White. I'm like, dang, you know how much I've been screaming for him to get out the I game. Can't think like, of get it. him out of my game. I can't game. think of it, but I don't doubt it. <laughs> so, yeah. I, yeah, I'm talking about he bammed on yeah. But uh, But I, I get it, though. His game is kind of boring. And he, that's why – and I, I I don't like doing player comparisons too much either. I think like, everybody is unique in their own way. But he does strike me a lot in the mold of Kawhi Leonard. I'm not saying that he'll be that good yeah. one day because, you know – but as far as like being so basic and fundamental and how he plays, um, a great defender. Um, and I just I don't I mean he's gonna be a problem on defense. And if you can have somebody who can make it tough for the opposing team's best room to play, that's always a plus. 
And um, and he can knock down open shots. That's really key. So, I mean, even if he's not crazy for himself, like right now he's a better shooter than Kawhi was coming out. Mm. You know, Kawhi struggled shooting basketball. Yeah. And um, so, you know, I, 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 like, I like the pick. And uh, I, 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 mean, I don't know. I think he's going to be okay, man. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. That, that's my bust, though. I, I just can't really see it. Um, and I thought I had one more, but I can't really remember it right now. Uh, I'm actually really intrigued to see what that Jackson Hayes dude does that's playing with Zion, that uh, the Pelicans got to mm-hmm. the center, the big guy. Because when they said he's only played – when they said something about he was playing football, that's cool. Yeah, big-ass receiver to me. Like Willie Colley style. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> when they said that last year in Texas, that man – took less than five shots a game. He only played – he came off the bench for the most part, and then he only started playing basketball. I hear that stuff a lot. Don't get me wrong. But mm. I don't know. Something just strikes me weird about, dang, number 10? Like, I, I, I they compared him to Tyson Chandler, and that's cool. But I don't know. That's just – I don't know. If he's a bust, I won't be the least bit surprised. Let's put it like that. I really don't. Yeah, I, I, and I can see – I can see I can see him definitely as a big-time boomer bust candidate as far as, like, his size. Mm-hmm. Um I mean, what I mean, his lack of production, you know, as far as being like a boom. But then on the on the flip side, I can see his upsides, like those big time dunks and stuff that he has. And, you know, he's really athletic. You know, blocking shots and and uh, rebounding because I mean that's really all he's gonna be doing in in, in down there anyway. Right. Yeah. Uh, in New Orleans, so he just you know he's basically gonna be blocking shots, running the floor, and he's very athletic. He's gonna run the floor and do some rim running. Oh yeah. Uh, for them, and you know, I know they're gonna be running fast and looking to get the ball at the floor. I mean, nobody would be safe. <laughs> um, that's around with them dudes, man. But uh, we'll see how it plays out. But he, he definitely, um, he definitely, definitely, definitely has um, a lot of work to do. I know I heard him talk, talking also about his, his body maturing as he's getting older. Yeah, that's another thing, too. It's so hard to evaluate these kids because they're still kids, yeah, they're still nice, and it's not like it's, yeah, it's, and which is why I think they need to hurry up and install this rule where they let these guys go to the league or if they go to college, make them stay for two years so we can get a, a full sample size of what we're looking at and um and what we're evaluating. Um so yeah, that's I I, I like that pick too as a as a potential bust candidate. I thought you was gonna go with uh with uh Hachimura. Look, I was <laughs> that's what I thought look, you was gonna look, pick. Look, look, I, <laughs> I didn't want to unload the whole clip, but I mean, you know how I feel about it. anybody from Japan. And then they black. Like, no, I don't trust you. Like, they, they don't have Like, oh, I don't like it. But I thought, I think Rui saw as hell, but I mean, you know, I'm, I'm going to hold that one back because I, I mean, I just, look, I, I, it's so much I want to unload right now. But look, let me ask you this. There was a lot of feel good moments last night. Uh, mm-hmm. Orlando took. Well, I feel like they had one of the best feel good moments to me when they drafted old buddy from Auburn towards ACL in the uh Oh yeah. Uh yeah. I don't know if he's gonna be good or not, but I ain't gonna lie. When I saw him get drafted after him having that injury, I was just like, That's 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 crazy good. That's nice. That's that's good to see. Just nice yeah. to know they can get drafted. But um a lot of lot of lot of NBA players sons getting drafted last night. I don't know if it was just me noticing that, but I was just like, dang, this I don't know if this happens every – does this happen every year? Was this year just seem like this dang? Is it that many? Yeah, and it, happen, it happens a lot in, in other sports too. Like in NBA, you see a lot more players. But even in college, you look at sports, a lot of – call them legacy athletes. Yeah. And uh, you'll see like – I mean, I bet you don't, didn't even know Charlie Ward's son playing receiver at Florida State right now. Bet you didn't even know that. Nah, not unless you told me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. exactly. Like stuff like that go on all the time. 
And um, that's why I was so mad about Devin Bush yeah, going to Michigan because like, I'm like, dude, come on, Florida State needs you so bad. And, like, you were the first-round draft pick from Florida State, but your son go to Michigan? Like, come on, man. Crazy. And uh, But, yeah, you do have a lot of, like, legacy players. Um, uh, I, I noticed that as well, you know, in the, uh, in the NBA draft. So, it wasn't really shocking. And you look around the NBA – you see it. I mean, it's just so common. Just look at the Warriors. They now like three players mm. on their own that team whose dad played in the NBA. So yeah, you know. So before we get off NBA draft, uh, number one, if Jay makes it to the league, you crying? Mm, I don't know. Don't worry. I might. Don't worry. I'll be crying. I'll be crying for you. Don't worry. I'll be there. But I'll look, look, <laughs> but he'll know. He'll know. We had a conversation. Look, this is only the start. A long way to go. It's just a, this is a small step and a big, you know, big goal that you're trying to reach. You know, man, so you don't, you don't play just to get to that point. You play to get way up faster. So. Don't worry, I'm crying. Don't worry, I'll be there for you. I got it. <laughs> I'm gonna stay with them. They're gonna be twins. They don't. I'm gonna be in the back. They crying, crying my ass off. So, let me see. Oh, right quick, over under. Um, Oh no, what we do over under. I'm all over the place, y'all. It's my pocket. My bad. <laughs> Let me see. So RJ and Zion. Your opinion. Who has more pressure? Zion. Not even close. Completely disagree. No way. Come on, man. There's no way. There's no way. Nobody cares. Like, no. No, no, that's not even close. You just told me, like, you just wild watching Zion. Were you watching RJ interview today? No. Yes. Were you watching RJ interview? Yes, yes I was. <laughs> so what? So who did you go? Who did you go watch first? I'm gonna watch first. Oh, of course, we know. I'm gonna watch Zion and Alonzo. That whole, that whole. I hope it's a fiasco. That's what I want to watch because it's a fiasco. That's what I want to see. So yeah. Well, RJ, RJ is an avatar. Yes, he is in New York, but I think I think I don't know. There's a lot of pressure, but like, come on, man. They're expecting Zion to be a superstar. Even if RJ Barrett is All Star, can make a couple of All Star games. They'll be happy. They'll be okay. I think that New York market. Look, in my opinion. Zion is in a football town still. That, that's Drew Brees' city. That, that's, I mean, I, I get, it I get it's going to become Zion's, but they care about football yeah. down there right now, at least. That's their main yeah, It's the South. If, uh, yeah, right. if Zion can go the next five years, they don't win no championships, but he make all these all-star games, all-NBA, they're going to be just fine. Because we've seen with Anthony Davis already. So I, I don't think there's no – no. I don't think we even getting that. I think, I think RJ, though – First of all, going to the Knicks, you, you, it's like a blessing and a curse anyway. You're going to get all the endorsements in New York City. You're going to get everything you want. But that pressure going to come eventually because you got a guy named Stephen A. Smith who only cares about the Knicks. You got all these Knicks fans mm. in the media. I think RJ by far got the most pressure because Zion can kind of chill a little bit. They, they can blame Lonzo. They can, they can blame Ingram and Drew Holiday for right now. Who, who are they going to blame for RJ for? Nobody. It's all on RJ right now. I think he got the most pressure. I really do. Okay. Okay. Um, I just, I mean, those guys can say whatever they, um, you know, I don't know that. They can say whatever they want to say. Um, I, I think RJ strikes me as a player who just does not care. You can see it when he plays. He just does not care what you think, what you say. He's going to try to get his shot off. He's going to go <laughs> for that steal. Yep. You know, you'll be right running a two-on-one break, and he don't see nothing but the rim. And if you miss it, he don't care. He's going to go back on defense and try to get it back. You know, that's kind of – and he just, to me, he's built for that. 
And I, I think a lot of those athletes, they just don't, they don't listen to those pundits. And I don't blame them because most of those dudes have no clue what they're talking about. Stephen A. Smith, for example, all those years, Phil Jackson telling these people, Carmelo Anthony is not that guy. We got to get him out, get him out of here. And and here comes Stephen A. The disrespect. How can you disrespect Carmelo Anthony? Blah, 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 blah. Carmelo ain't even in the league no more. Yeah, I mean, Carmelo probably down the street playing pickleball hey, somewhere. Yeah, but yeah. anybody watching basketball knew Carmelo was there. Hey, chill. Hoodie, Hoodie Melo coming back. Don't worry. Watch him out. Yeah, whatever. Watch him out. Whatever. 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 Those, dude, those pundits, they're too emotional. They don't, you know, analyze stuff on a on a true basketball level, like looking at things for what it is. And, um, you know, talking about calling Carmelo Anthony a superstar. No, Carmelo Anthony is not a superstar. Like, LeBron James is a superstar. Kobe Bryant is a superstar. Stephen Curry is a superstar. Carmelo Anthony is not anywhere, never have been on their level. Not even Ooh. close to it. He's a great scorer. Been a great scorer. I can feel the questions coming in now. Oh, we got <laughs> Oh, he's not, though, but he's not. He's not. He's not. Listen, okay. and this, this comes from a guy. I had, I had the powder blue, mellow, home and away jerseys. I had the, uh, the white and the powder blue headband. That's back when people used to wear headbands and stuff. Lord, I'm mercy. I'm old. But... I, I mean, I was rocking with Melo. I had the braids and everything. And when he playing with um, Allen Iverson out there in Denver, all of that stuff. But it, the truth is, like, he's not a superstar. He's never had okay. him. Oh, look, there it is. Don't worry. The question's going to be coming in. I can hear him now. So, uh, before, we get off NBA, well, before we get off the NBA draft right quick, over or under, R.J. Barrett averages 19 points a game this year. Oh boy, you you picked a good behind. I know because I'm struggling to figure out what the hell I'm gonna say. <laughs> so, yeah. Man, that's a good number. I'll say under, hoping he get 18. <laughs> well, how many? Well, how many did Luca average this year? 20, 22? I don't know because it's kind of hard. I, I want to say he averaged like maybe 20, 20, 20 and a half and twenty one, something like that. So I don't know. Well, I know he's gonna get. I know he's gonna get his shot. So yes, between him and Kevin, exactly. Not, well, Kevin Knox, Kevin Knox get. Oh no, he still got Kevin. So um, he's gonna get. He's gonna, he gonna, 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 he gonna shoot that ball. Yeah. <laughs> so, I'm gonna go. Over. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go over just for hoping that he gets overnight. I think I'm gonna do the same thing. Uh, does Zion make an All Star team this year? Yes or no? Yes, he will. Voting. I think. And he's gonna average a double double. I think I'm with that. Um. And I guess that's cool. That's it. So let's move on. Uh, Mike Conley trade. Uh, I think you might come on more about, about that now, Will. So I'm gonna let you add that. Well, I just I just think that they made a. I thought it was a good trade for both teams. With you know, with Memphis wanting to get John Morant, so I think Memphis is good for the future. You know, they gave that bad contract to um, what's that guy's name? Chandler Parsons. Chandler Parsons. Oh, you know, God. they didn't get anything out of that. Um, you know, they had built up their, you know, their team. They were tough, you know, built off that toughness and that grit and hard work, you know, with Tony Allen, uh, Zebo and uh, Gasol, those guys that they had. So I think this would be a good change of pace for them um, and uh, kind of like turn over New Leaf for their franchise. So I think it's good for them kind of like restarting. And also it's good for Utah because now they get a legitimate, good NBA point guard, solid NBA. Like he's going to give you 20 points every night. 20.6 assists, you know, be great on the defensive end. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I, I really thought it was a good job for them because it's going to be upgrading on Ricky Rubio, take the ball out of uh, um, my, my my boy. I can't even think of his name. Louisville. My guy. Donovan. 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 Donovan Mitchell. 
get the ball out of his hands, you know, in the playoff times and in the late game situations. Um, the way he doesn't have to work as hard, you know, trying to find his own shot. So I really like the deal for both teams. Okay. I don't really, I guess, care too much one way or the other. I know, uh, I mean, I guess I don't feel like it. I don't know. I guess I don't really feel like it personally makes either team a threat like that to me. I think uh, I think the Jazz will obviously be better. Um, do you see them cracking top three in the West End now or not? Nah? Do I see them cracking top ten in the West? Top three. Who, Utah? Yeah, yeah, in the West. Um because they were what five last year. I, I don't think I don't think I can say it right now. I have to wait to the to the to end the free agency. It's hard to tell because I, I don't know oh, what yeah, other moves. Because right. like you think about it, if if LA stays stuck where they're at, I don't think they're better than they were last year. Mm. Um, I mean, I mean by the Lakers, right. but you know, I'm expecting them to make moves. So I, I I'm I don't know what's gonna happen with the Clippers. Who they're gonna bring in? Whether Jimmy Butler, Kawhi, whoever they're trying to uh, to buy, whoever they're trying to get over there in the Clippers. I think they're gonna be. You know, of course, we're working with. So it's, I don't know what's going on down in Houston. It's just, I want to let it play out for you before I can say it's, it's hard. That's cool. Yeah, we can do that. And uh, before we move on to, I guess, football, uh, yeah, we got a new most interesting man in the world. Uh, his name is Kawhi Leonard. I've bashed Kawhi <laughs> Leonard a lot on this podcast because he's a nerd. He's goofy. He's lame to me. I've completely changed. And I'm going to tell you why. I saw that Serge Ibaka video on uh, Facebook and Twitter where he was where he was like talking with Kawhi. They were hanging out, and he said, "When the cooking in, in the cooking in the no uh... no nah, nah, not the cooking one. They was just like outside mm-hmm. Facebook lives on where they're talking." And he said, "Kawhi, what are we gonna do this off season?" Kawhi said, "He ain't doing nothing but eating snacks and drinking liquor." Tuan, <laughs> I never in my life thought I'd hear Kawhi just say those words, and now I'm thinking about this mm-hmm. stuff completely differently. Like, you know what? This man might be a fool. Like this man, this man calls himself. Look, anybody call himself bored man and be serious? Yeah. Or he probably. A lot I think of, he. Be, I think he's trolling a lot of times, man. Look, I don't care. He's he's the new most interesting man on earth. Whenever you know what, when I'm looking thinking about his interview now, he did where he start when the famous laugh came out. Kawhi said mm-hmm. in the interview, "Look, I'm a fun guy. <laughs> when you get to know me, <laughs> and." Mm-hmm. This this juggle might be fun, Juan. I don't know. This is yeah. But you do you remember you remember that karate uh commercial he did? I do not. <laughs> like a long time ago, man. Go look it up. Anybody listening? Go back and look up Kawhi Leonard karate commercial. It was hilarious. I got you. And I was like, this dude is strange. I got to look. He's interesting. And I'm thinking about it now. Yeah. Like I was listening to Windhorse the other day, and I was listening to Bill Simmons and them too. And like when they said it made so much sense to me, they said, look. Kawhi Leonard is the only person probably in history where we don't have any idea about his free agency because we don't know anything about dude. <laughs> like, that's just extremely intriguing to me now. Like, I have, Tuan, this man could literally go to Orlando Magic. And we, we would have no clue. Or, like, I don't even think we'd be tripping. Like, I can't believe you went there. Because why wouldn't you? <laughs> like, he do what he want to do. So, yeah. I don't know, man. That dude's interesting to me all of a sudden. Like, I... Yeah, all of a sudden, this dude is just, he's just really interesting to me. I mean, I, I don't know. I can't wait to see how free agency plays out. And um, let's see. So let's just move on to football, man. We're doing our team previews this week. Uh, this week, we got the Cincinnati Bengals and the Cleveland Browns. Uh, I'm going to let Tuan do his football side of stuff. I'm going to do the fantasy. Go ahead, bro. We start out with the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, I'm trying to be quick through this. And, um, but, man, um, 
this this is a team who I feel like is a quarter quarterback away from really being a serious contention in the AFC. Um, they really they literally have everything that you would need. Um, they have they have elite talent on offense outside of the offensive line. The offensive line is terrible, but they you know they they made some moves in the draft this year to try to you know solidify their line. So I think uh, if Andy Dalton can just be consistent on a on a small level, um, it just just be somewhat consistent throughout the season. He has had to play great, but you know just keep it together for them. I think they'll be okay. They're secondary strong. Uh, of course, they lost Vontez Burfick, but they have a great D-line uh, led by Geno Atkins and uh, Carlos Dunlap. They have some athletes out there. Um, Willis on the D-line. I mean, they, they uh, what's Carl Lawson, the kid from Auburn, he's really good on the D-line. So they have I mean, plenty of pass rushers. Um, I like Jordan Evans. Uh, I, I really think, you know, Cincinnati, they're just, they're just a team that you, you can't count on them because of the quarterback and the offensive line situation. Of course, they're going to be running a new offense. Um, they're basically running the same system that the Rams are running. Uh, you know, they're going to be running that, you know, in Cincinnati now. So, of course, that'll definitely help out Joe Mixon. Um, uh, Green. I've been reading reports about John Ross struggling to learn to play books. Few things that um, you still there? I don't. Th- I, I, I yeah, I'm here. Can you hear me? Okay. Yeah, the phone cut yeah, out. Yeah, that's what I was about. I'm sorry. Yeah, um, I, I don't expect them to be competing this year. I thought for the past two or three years they should have been looking at, and they haven't done that. All right, my bad. I'm back. So, um. Yeah, like I said, you just you can't trust Andy Dalton. I don't feel right now, and the offensive line, you know, they really have to show their issues. Um, so I'm not expecting them to. I think they can they can try to push for one of those last wild card spots, but I'm not expecting them to get, do anything. And their division is just too tough right now. <laughs> um, I, but I do think I do think that they'll be right right in the mix with Pittsburgh though, fighting for that third spot. So um, that's pretty much my take on them. Okay, gotcha. Uh, for me, fantasy wise, stay away from Andy Dalton. Um, I wouldn't go near uh, the person named Tyler Eifert, um, a tight end who can uh-huh. never play football ever, ever, ever. Um, Joe Mixon, AJ Green, I'd say they're, I would say they're second, third round picks. They can give you some, they can give you some yards, some touchdowns. You know, as long as AJ stay healthy, I think Joe Mixon will probably had a better year for sure because. Uh, I feel like the older AJ Green's gonna get, he's just gonna, he's just gonna get more and more injured, probably. Like just to be honest with you, um, but when he plays, he is tough. Um, Andy Dalton, if you draft him, you might as well just give everybody your money up front because you won't win a damn thing if you draft Andy Dalton. And uh, defense-wise, I struggle with defense because you know the names, you know actors. Tuan said it; they've got a pretty decent secondary for the most part, but. I just don't think you can trust them as far as like just turning the ball over like that. So I'm gonna mm-hmm. stick with them personally. And uh, the next one we got was the Browns, right? Yeah, Cleveland Browns. All right, go ahead and take off. Yeah, so with Cleveland, um, you know they've been making splashes all all season. Um, they made the trade in Jabril Peppers. 
um, and some picks, and they're they're bringing in bringing uh, in the first and the first and third round pick for uh, Odell Beckham Jr. Um, that's I mean you just giving Baker everything that he needs, you know. So now he has an elite level receiver. Jarvis Landry is a good receiver; he's solid. And um, but you know Odell Beckham is next level <laughs> type receiver. So you you get that you get Antonio Callaway as another burner. Um, out wide, but I still have Higgins. Of course, you got David Njoku uh, at tight end, and um, <laughs> and um, of course they signed Kareem Hunt. You know he's going to be suspended probably the first eight yeah. games, I mean, eight eight to ten games. Some of that he's going to be suspended, but still, you know, you're, you're, that's a Pro Bowl caliber running back. You have two Pro Bowl caliber receivers. Um, Nick Chubb is still there. Uh, I don't know what's going to be going on with Duke Johnson, but um, that's, they're talking like they want to keep him. Duke one doesn't want to be there. Baker running off at the mouth, and uh, I guess somebody came here to straighten him out. But I think offensively they're, they're going to be okay um, as long as everything kind of, you know, keeps up. Freddie Kitchens is a, a guy that him and Baker has a great relationship, so I think they'll be okay on the offensive side of the ball. Um, same thing on defense. Uh, they have so much talent with that Denzel Ward, um, um, the weirdo Kyle <laughs> Garrett. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a strange guy. Uh, I believe they got Olivia Journey yes, uh, you, as you. well. Um, and uh, they also got a D tackle from uh, Sheldon. Oh goodness, yeah, Sheldon Richardson. Now he's tough. Sheldon Richardson is tough. Like that's one of the most underrated things that they. People aren't people aren't talking about um, really good three technique, but they lost Jamie Collins, who's going back to the Patriots, and um, so we got Joe Schobert. Um Denzel Ward to me is going to be an elite cornerback. I mean, he was great last year as a rookie, so I think he's going to continue that trend. Um, and I mean, you're not saying that it's not possible to regress. I mean, we saw that a little bit with Marshawn Lattimore. But I think he'll. I think Denzel Ward is going to be be fine. Of course, they drafted Greedy Williams, so they got two long, fast cornerbacks uh, outside. And uh, I think it's going to come down to. Uh, of course, they still have special team wolves as well, and uh, they're kicking. Got some kicking issues, but I think they will still compete for the division. And it's going to come down to them in Baltimore. I can't say who will win. But I think the team that's out will still be right there in the in the in the, in the wild card chase. It could it could be a situation where they're beating up on each other all year, and you know it just comes down to whoever takes the division is getting into the playoffs. Kind of like last year where it came down to Baltimore had to beat uh, Cleveland to decide whether Baltimore or Pittsburgh was actually going to go to the playoffs. So it could I could definitely see that situation playing out again. But you know, basically coming down to just Cleveland and Baltimore. Okay, cool, cool. Um, I'm gonna start on the defensive side all this time for the fantasy version. Um, last year, Cleveland was second in takeaways. Like Tuan said, they've added Sheldon Richardson at tackle. They've added uh, Olivier Vernon, one of the defensive ends. They brought in Morgan Burnett. Um, I mean, they and they got Greedy Williams. They drafted. Um, I would say go ahead and take a stab at the Browns' defense this year. Why not? I mean, uh, I'm sure Odell 
Antonio Callaway probably going to get some returns at kicking or punt returns, whatever, stuff like that. So, I mean, it's a lot you can do worse. Even Duke Johnson every now and then gets back there on punt return. So, if, if he's still there. So, I mean, again, you can do a lot worse mm-hmm. than the Browns defense. I would definitely take a stab at him. Uh, offensive-wise, we know Odell Beckham's there, of course. Um, it's kind of hard to predict this for me, only because I know you need time to jail with your receivers a lot of time. You don't just do it in a year. This is not Randy Moss and Tom Brady, like the first year. This is not going to be 50 touchdowns. Like, no, nah, this ain't happening. Uh, Baker Mayfield still, you know, he's still learning the position. He's still, you know, second-year quarterback. But I think he's going to be a big uh, – I think he'll have a pretty big year, though. Um, he's got some weapons, like Tuan said. Running back Kareem Hunt, he's uh, he's going to be out the first eight weeks, but he will, uh, he will be joining the team. I'm not telling you to draft Kareem Hunt because – that's a long time to hold somebody on your roster in fantasy, especially if somebody gets hurt. Y'all just wouldn't even do it. So, right. stay away from that. Yeah, so, it a long time. That's, that's especially the season. You can lose your whole season. But he could be – I mean, he might be a deep – I mean, he might be worth the stash, like, late. Like, you can pick him up on yeah. the wire and stash him. If you feel yeah. like your team is good enough, I think he I might agree. be worth the stash. And also, you can – I mean, I agree, but here's the thing. Say Kareem Hunt, you know, plays that – well, he won't play officially till week ten because they have week nine by. So again, you can lose your whole damn season trying to stash Green Hunt if you want to. I, I wouldn't advise you just take him early. I yeah. would like Twan said, wait a while to do. Make it happen. Um Nick Chubb, yeah. he was outstanding yeah. last year. Uh let yes, him stay he healthy. Yes, he He's gonna be outstanding this year. Um only thing I'd be nervous about is again, playoff time comes around in fantasy around that week 12, 13, 14, whatever it is, how your league goes. If you got Kareem Hunt eating to his carries, that's gonna really hurt your feelings. <laughs> so, right, watch out for that. Mm-hmm. Need for this team. Good point. Is the wide receivers and um, Odell Beckham. I'm be honest, uh, I'm a huge Odell fan. I've had Odell on many teams. Odell's gonna get injured this year at some point. Now, if he's gonna finish the season out, that's different. But he's gonna miss at least one or two games. Um, I would say the value pick's gonna be Jarvis Landry because Odell's gonna command a lot of attention. And Jarvis probably gonna have a lot of single coverage, and I think he's gonna ball out this year. Yeah, Antonio Callaway probably may. I don't think he's gonna do very well this year with Odell being there, and with all the mouths to feed. Mm-hmm. David and Joku, I would stash him uh, as far as because he's gonna get a lot of red zone looks, and that's pretty much it. Um, again, Baker Mayfield, I'd pick him up. I I snatch him up in the heartbeat just to make it happen because I think he's gonna be really good this year, but. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. what was I about to say to you? You had to do an over under. Uh, and Baker Mayfield over under thirty five touchdowns this year. He went off last hmm. year. That's one kind of like yeah, I, I, I'm gonna say over. I think he can do it with these weapons he has this year. But and uh, depending on the offense, as long as they can somewhat click, I think they can at least average, you know, what, three touchdowns a game. I, easy, I feel like. But what do you think, though? Hmm. 35. I'll go under on the 35. Just because I don't think he'll throw as many late in that year and when the weather starts changing, they out there playing and yeah. no one sees really. Uh, you know, so I'll – I think they'll slow the game down a little bit more. But um, I would say under, but I will not be surprised if he's <laughs> well over. Uh, Odell Beckham, over, under, uh, 
1,300 yards receiving this year. If, yeah, he, if he's, he's healthy, <laughs> over. Oh, yeah. If he's healthy, over. That's it. If he if he's out, if he's on the field, he's getting it. If he's not, then you know that's really been the main thing that's holding him back. It's, you know these these fluke injuries that have been you know hampering the past few years. Strength. So it's always he's on the field. Hamstring he got it. Reason, it. Seems like like he well, except for the foot that kept him out or the ankle that kept him out when he broke it. It's always been the hamstring ankle, that keeps yeah. him out. Maybe sometimes three four weeks. You know the quad, like yeah, like like muscle, yeah, like, yeah. tissue you know, injuries. That suck, but you know it is what it is. Yeah, I mean, you know, I know a little something about that. You know what I mean? But, uh, <laughs> we, uh, we appreciate you again listening um, to the A&E podcast, uh, Antoine Arrow. Uh, before we let you go, uh, one one thing we can all look forward to, I would say, next, not next Friday, the Friday after that, July 5th, 9.30, ESPN. Ayan and RJ, That's, uh... first game, Summer League against each other. Thank you, Jesus, for blessing us with this opportunity to see you boys play ball. Please do not be lame NBA and let one and hold these dudes out from that game. Because if they start doing that this early, it's going to set the tone for my whole season that you holding these boys out for the first game they ever play. So please do not do right. that to us. Uh, before we let you go, again, thank you all for listening. Keep sharing. Uh, keep, uh, again, just uh, sending in questions if you can from the crowd. I know I'm getting some next week for that Carmelo Anthony take because my boy Jabba will go Woo. I know he. He's uh, not hey, a superstar. I mean, I'm, we're gonna say, we're gonna say, we're gonna say, we're gonna say. I know Jello is gonna have some, you know, whatever. So, uh, before we can go, it's true. I love Melo, but it's a, it's a, it's the truth. Right. I mean, you just got to be honest about it. Yeah, 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 you know, but uh, yeah, uh, it was Phil Jackson. Look, right. we'll save it for next week. Come on, you got anything to say before we go? All right. <laughs> All right. No, man. I appreciate all the support, man. Y'all take right, care. God bless.